0: He said that wherever I went, he would find me, walk right up to me, and I wouldn't be able to see him. Adrian is dead. He's not dead. He has figured out a way to be invisible. Hello and welcome to another edition of Film Seizure at the Movies. I'm Jeff Arbuckle. And uh, this week I'm going to talk about The Invisible Man. Uh, But before I get to that, and kind of connected to that, I guess in some ways, I'm going to do a little bit of housekeeping first. You can catch new episodes of Film Seizure with myself and Jason Oliver on Wednesdays. And on Mondays, I do uh, Monster Mondays. Um, And you can find all of that stuff over at FilmSeizure.com. Every now and then we do these. On Saturdays this year, I am doing a thing called Double O Saturdays, where I'm talking about the Bond films and the music of the Bond series. Um, So uh, that's... Um, that, that's some of the housekeeping there. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at, at film seizure. Um, also on Fridays, if you are interested in, uh, reading, uh, some funny little articles that I, or at least I think they're kind of funny articles that I do for, uh, B movies. I have a site called Bmovieanima.com. Uh, Check that stuff out. Um, So, as I was saying, kind of connected to the housekeeping that I was uh, going to do. This past Monday, on Monster Mondays, I did the 1933 version of The Invisible Man starring Claude Rains. Um, I'm a big fan of that film, mostly because of Claude Rains. He is a phenomenal actor. Um, His voice is... Uh, perfect for a movie in which he's playing a guy that you can't see. Um, so, and, and I know that that is, uh, you know, more connected to the HG Wells novel than what this movie is. Um, so I thought maybe what I would do or should do is maybe start a little bit about my first impressions of this 2020 version of The Invisible Man. First and foremost, I was never really sure if this was something that was meant to be part of Universal's, I guess, failed dark uh, dark universe or whatever they were calling it. Um, they were trying to kick that whole thing off with uh, Tom Cruise's version of The Mummy. And I don't think uh, that did as well as they hoped. And they kind of scrapped plans, but they still are going forward with some of the movies, but maybe they're just not connecting it in the universe or something. I I don't know. I know that there's talks of doing a Dracula movie with like Benedict Cumberbatch, I think. Um, I think there's still discussions of doing something like A Bride of Frankenstein or, uh, you know, I don't know. But I, I think the original idea has been kind of scrapped because it just didn't quite work out. Uh, but this movie was still, uh, you know, still something that they were planning on doing and, and that they did, uh, when the trailer first came out a few months ago, I was not very impressed. I even posted on our Facebook that I thought it didn't look very good. In fact, I think I even said it looked terrible. Um, and to be fair, I don't think the trailers do this movie very good justice uh the director uh lee Wanell, Wanell, wannell uh Wan-El maybe i don't know how to pronounce his name so i'm sorry if i mess it up or if i say it multiple different ways in this review but um i think he came out and said that uh, uh, that, that the the trailer is not the movie that there's more going on with this movie and i'll get to that here in a minute um, but, you know, it's like uh, this stars Elizabeth Moss, who, aside from watching us last year and Girl Interrupted like 20 years ago, I don't know if I've ever really seen her in anything. I know she was in an episode of The Simpsons some many years ago, but uh, she's not somebody I follow. Uh, she's not somebody, I you know, I don't watch uh, a whole lot of TV, so I don't know much about, you know, The Handmaid's Tale other than what it's based on, what it's, um, what it's about and, you know, and so forth. I know it's a big deal. And certainly in the climate that we live in, I think, um, it, it's one of those things that people do, uh, really kind of get into, but not really my thing. And, you know, and here she was playing another character who's kind of in an unfortunate situation that sadly a lot of women find themselves in. So, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, I understand why she's, why she's playing this part. I'm sure this was her agent saying, Hey, uh, this would be a really, really big movie for you. So, you know, I saw that and I thought, okay, well, you know, generally, um, I felt that the trailer was trying much, much more for jump scares, which makes sense because this is a bloom house production, Jason bloom, Jason Blum, whatever, Blum house, um, it's hard to pick exactly what side of the fence they're going to fall on in horror. Uh, they sometimes release very competent horror movies like, um, like get out, which was nominated. (laughs) Jason Blum is an Academy Award nominated producer because of that. Um, you know, he was involved with the Halloween, uh, sequel a couple of years ago. So, you know, this guy, he's got a competent mind for horror, but he also cranks out a bunch of, really bad horror, really schlocky, jump scary type of horror. And you never know what you're getting with that. And what really worried me was that, you know, I mean, how much confidence did Universal have in this movie uh, by releasing it in February? Now, granted, maybe it's not as bad as releasing it in January. You may notice that there's a ton of horror movies that come out now in January because that's a, that's a dumping ground for your bad movies. Um, so it's, you know, I, I'd much rather, I would have had much more confidence if this came out in the summer or of course, if it came out like in September or October, but, um, but I've got more to say about that too, after seeing the movie, but, um, Lee L Wanel one I'm just going to say L. um, d- The last movie that the director did was called uh, Upgrade. And Upgrade is uh, a science fiction movie. My my co-host on Film Seizure, Jason Oliver, liked it quite a bit. I saw it. And it's not really my flavor of science fiction. It's really, really, really kind of dystopian in a lot of ways. But there's good things in there. I just didn't particularly care much for... The general fe- the general feeling that I was left with was not a positive one. <laughs> um, not 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 that I disliked the movie or you know negative towards the movie, but negative. Just uh, just didn't. It was just kind of a didn't. It's not a feel good movie. Uh, that's something that Jason's more into. That's not really what I like. In um, you know, I didn't mind it being a little dystopian. I didn't mind it being kind of gritty, but I was hoping for a more positive conclusion and I didn't get it. Um, but there's still a lot of things I like about that movie. Um, just not one that, that I probably ever really watch again. So I going into this movie, it's like, man, I don't know. I really don't know. Updating something like the invisible man, is not a bad idea. I mean, they did it 20 years ago or 19 years ago, whenever uh, hollow man came out. Um, so it's possible, you know, I mean, it is possible to, uh, to do an update and make it scary. The problem is, is that, um, my concern where I come in is, do I really want it to be that way? Do I, am I going to care enough if it's going to be a lot of jump scares, if it's going to be a lot of, um, you know, if it's going to be a lot of, uh, silly kind of antics that a lot of horror movies over the last 10 to 15 years have kind of fallen in with. Um, I was a little surprised when I went to the theater tonight that I got carded. Um, my, my ticket in big black letters says ID on it. (laughs) So, you know, it's like, I guess I'm going to get carded for this, you know, this R rated movie, a 43 year old guy that's getting carded for this movie. Kind of funny, but, um, but so, you know, a lot of that concerned me and a lot of the audience that was there tonight, was a lot of teenagers, and I was like, Oh man, oh no I hope I hope that I hope that I come out of this movie pleasantly surprised and I hope they're disappointed because it's more my kind of horror movie and I am really really, really happy to say it is much more my kind of movie, and I actually kind of love this movie. Um, there are little things I could nitpick there are little contrivances and conveniences in the plot. Um, things that can sometimes get on my nerves where it's like, you know, stop acting, you know, just, just stop and listen to this person saying this thing don't just throw them away don't just throw them out of their lives like this is you know even if this person uh, what they're telling you about this invisible man going around and ruining her life don't don't just treat her like a like a weirdo she obviously has issues um at the very least she has issues at the worst she's telling the truth (laughs) um so you know there's there are little things like that that i could nitpick but Generally speaking, the first half of this movie is marvelously terrifying. Um, I once upon a time back in the late nineties conceived of, and this, uh, God, I hate when people do this, but I'm going to, I'm going to do this, but I conceived of a horror movie about a haunted house. And for the first half or two thirds of the movie, there are no jump scares People are not reacting to weird things. You see things happen. Maybe it's off in the corner of the of the screen. Maybe it's just something that just happens that it's just little things, you know, like a chair moves or, or something's out of place or something is, um, you think you see something, but you don't know if you see it. And to me, that's terrifying. You know, the thought of not knowing what's around the corner when you flip on the light, like, you know, I sometimes some of that stuff can run away with you, you know, like your imagination can run away with that idea and, and get you know, and freak yourself out. This movie is the closest thing I've seen in a long, long time that actually does that. There are camera shots that is looking the the camera is set up and it kind of pans from almost to like, you're looking at Elizabeth Moss and then it pans as if you're looking from her perspective and you stare for a solid thirty seconds at nothing, waiting for something to move or hoping nothing moves, and it's there to—it's kind of psyching you out. And it's really, really, really important for this movie because this movie is entirely mind games. Now I'm not going to go into any any spoilers, um, but there are in the first hour of this movie. There are so many scenes where people are just, you, you're you're forced as in the audience to stare at nothing and wait for something to move, wait for something to happen. And sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, when it does use jump scares, which are really only a couple of times in this movie, it, it uses them effectively. Um, I think a good horror movie can have up to... One, or you can have up to two or three jump scares and still be a really, really, really effectively scary movie. This movie does it. I don't, however, uh, I don't think of this movie as a horror movie. This is a thriller. This is a psychological thriller. Um, And I think also it should be stated that sometimes the best horror movies are psychological thrillers, not actual out and out horror movies. Um, there is not a monster in this movie. Um, that's a little bit of a, of a, of a spoiler, I suppose. But, um, the, the trailer tells you what you, what you need to know going in that, you know, this girl was dating a, an abusive boyfriend. She leaves. She's very guarded about what she tells people about what this guy does until uh, a little bit later, a few weeks after she leaves. She enlists her sister and her, and her sister's boyfriend, uh, who's a cop, to kind of get away from this guy and be protected from this guy. Um, and then she slowly opens up. But then uh, during the, the, right after she opens up, strange things start to happen. And she thinks, this guy faked his death and he is torturing me. And that's what you're given in the trailer. And you see a lot of action slides. You see a lot of things that look like climaxes to the movie but there are things that happen in the first 45 minutes of the movie and there's still an hour and 15 minutes left of the movie to, to do other things. Um, it's, it's, it's much, much more of that psychological horror. And, and there were times that this movie gave me some of those feelings that I get when I watch, uh, something like silence, silence of the lambs, which if you know me, that's quite high praise. Um, silence of the lambs is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Um, so much so that I don't even know if I count it as a horror movie. It's a, it's a psychological thriller in and of itself. Um, so, you know, there are things where there's good use of music. There's good use of tension building by slowly building towards something when things happen and and you know it's kind of like you you're you're kind of slowly going up the roller coaster and once you get to the peak and it's all downhill from there it's all downhill from there and like the second half of this movie takes you places that you don't really know where you're going because it it kind of changes it 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 takes a left turn on you so this is i mean this movie is not a movie trying to say anything. I think a lot of, I think there's a weird, I feel like there's a weird buzz around this movie. I feel like, uh, because Elizabeth Moss is in it and because she's in a movie that, or in a show that's, uh, that is, uh, very politically charged in a lot of ways, I feel like there's weird buzz around this. Like this movie is trying to, um, pull a, a women in power kind of trope. That is not the case at all. Um, she's just fighting for her life you know and it's uh and she is being driven insane and it is so well done um the everything about the sound the music there's some really really good scenes with some great um or you know orchestra music and i meant to look that up before i did the the um, review here but um but the sound design's really good like um the movie begins with waves crashing against a seaside, like coastline. And I guess this is someplace in Northern California and the, like the credits and the, um or at least like the, the titles are washing over, like splashing up onto the, uh like the water splashes up onto the rock and it like reveals like the title and the production companies and all that. that's really cool. But then you see like this house, this like this beautiful, like modern, like, just millions of dollars of mansion like house that's like right there, like perched on, on the cliff. And, um, you know, you go into the bedroom where, uh, where Elizabeth Moss and, uh, and and her boyfriend, uh, Adrian, um, Adrian Griffin, by the way, they use, uh, the Griffin name, but, um, so they're, you know, they're in the, um, uh, you know, they're in the bed sleeping and you're just, you're, you're just bombarded with the waves. Uh, and I saw it in the Dolby cinema. So like those waves were rattling our seats and everything. And so it was, you know, and it's just, it's so calming, but it's such a tense scene. And there are a couple of times where she goes back to that house throughout the course of the movie to try to figure out how, adrian is is tricking her and how he's you know pulling off this whole thing and you hear those waves just crashing and it's just it's 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 so oddly comforting while also being scary and tense and just messing with your head the whole time it's just it's it's just this is this is a really, really good movie. And it's one that I actually look forward to seeing again. um, There is one scene. uh, It happens right in the middle of the movie that I, uh, as it played out, my mouth dropped open. I could not believe what, what I was seeing because it was just so sudden and so awesome. Um, It's just, it, it, this is a great movie. I, I wish that they would have been able to release this at the end of last year or, hold on to this for a few more months and release it at another time of this year. Because to be honest with you, there's a lot of a, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that I think should get recognized, you know, like, wow, it's, you know, here it is the end of February and I'm already talking about award season, but there are things in this, I think are deserving of that. Like Elizabeth Moss is really, really good in this. Um, there's wonderful sound design, there's some really good camera work too. Um, I mean, and when I compare it to, uh, silence of the lambs, it's, you know, I think that movie came out early in the year, like January or February in 91. Um, because it was just something that just took people by storm. And I hope this movie succeeds. Um, I think it's going to easily make its money because it only costs like $7 million to make or something. It's going to make that, uh, probably like by Friday or Saturday of the first weekend, but it's a really good movie and it deserves to be seen. And it deserves to be seen in a theater where you can have those waves crashing around you and have those, the the sound effects working. And like you, you hear things like she's hearing things when she thinks she's being watched or, um, you know, so if you can see it, especially I would say even spend the extra few bucks and go see it at the Dolby, uh at the Dolby auditorium if you have one of if you have a theater that has a Dolby auditorium um or whatever the 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 major sound um whatever they call it whatever your theater is if there's an option to see it with more sound do it because it's an experience um and and I just I just really really like this movie and I uh I'm surprised by that I did not expect liking it I thought you know with Blumhouse I'm never sure that what the movie that they're promoting is an adult movie that takes itself seriously. <laughs> and this movie takes itself very, very seriously. Um, you know, and, um, I, I think it's, it's a nice, it, the first hour is a nice, slow burn. And the second half, the second hour is things are very dire <laughs> and they, and, and it just, you know, like your, your, your tense because of that slow burn, because you're waiting for something to happen. And then you become tense because it's like, Oh my God, how's this girl going to get out of this? Um, uh, it's just, it's great. It, it's great. And, and I love that it it has a somewhat ambiguous ending, um, in two different ways. It's ambiguous in, uh, how it concludes the regular plot. and It is also is ambiguous in how you're left feeling about the characters in this movie. So it's uh it's a well well-made movie and I hope it does really really well and I hope I hope people really really take to it and I hope this gives universal and, and maybe maybe it is maybe it's Jason Blum that needs to to step in and say we can we can do some updates of these old classic universal monster movies cuz whenever somebody wants to make a new version of Frankenstein or Dracula or the wolfman or you know I always I always kind of brace myself for it to be really bad. And then people unfortunately have an even worse opinion of those old black and white movies. I I get it. People don't like old black and white movies, but I, you know, those are classics and they're classics because of atmosphere, because of mood, because of the way they're shot, the way that they're performed, the way that you see things, the way things are revealed to you. And that's exactly what the 2020 version of the invisible man gives. So, you know, I could nitpick some things. Um, if I was doing a spoiler review, I probably wouldn't a few things, but I'm going to say the one thing that you always see on commercials that you always raise an eyebrow to, but, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and say it because I mean it. This is the first great movie of the year. Um, this is, this is a very, very solid movie. All right. So, um, I guess if I was going to rate this movie, if I was the, if I was to give it, uh, you know, on a scale of, you know, I don't know, one to five or something. I, I'd give it, uh, I'd, I'd give it four and a half invisible stars. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, new episodes of, of film seizure every single Wednesday. I know, uh, we just completed, uh, something we called force February. We're, uh, we have, a, uh, we have a, a special appreciation for any movie that has the title Force, or has the word Force in the title. Um, we just completed that. Uh, we are moving into uh, March with, with, uh, with an interesting slate of different movies that we're talking about. Uh, but one of those movies is a thriller comedy that came out last year that was one of the best movies of the year last year, according to myself and Jason Oliver, and that is Ready or Not. So that's this upcoming Wednesday. And then after that, we've got some very interesting kind of uh, melodramas and coming-of-age type of movies before uh, we get into a a loose uh, uh, theme month in April. So uh, definitely check that out at FilmSeizure.com Every Monday, listen to uh, Monster Mondays. Like I said, the most recent one was the uh, 1933 Invisible Man. So check out what I had to say about that. Simply put, Monster Mondays. I talk a little bit about what goes on in the movie, how it was, uh, maybe some of the stories on how it was made or who was in it, and then I always find three things that I like about it, um, even if it's a bad movie. I still find three things. It's a very positive show. I'm very proud of that. Fridays, go check out uh, bmovieanima dot com. You can read uh, me going on a diatribe about some uh, silly ass uh, B movie or something. Um, I don't know. Some people find it funny. I, I find I, I it, it, you know, it gives me something to do. Um, then on Saturdays, double O Saturdays, the uh, article every Saturday about uh, either a James Bond movie or the music of that James or of a James Bond movie. So you can check that out at film as well. So uh, anyway, Facebook, Twitter, film seizure, all of that. Uh, go see the invisible man. Uh, if you can't go see it or you want to just uh, wait, don't, don't pass it up. Uh, you know, rent it, when it when it's available but if you can go see it at a theater where you can get that kind of immersive sound experience uh i don't think you'll be disappointed it's a very very uh it's a fun tense and scary movie i mean, it really um, it's not there to make you think really um, even though it does leave you with that ambiguous ending uh it's just it's just a really 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 great movie so until next time uh when i do another one of these film seizure at the movies which probably uh, will be, I I may do one in March. Uh, If not, uh, the next one will be No Time to Die, which is the next James Bond movie. But until then, don't forget to save me the aisle seat. Where are you? Show yourself! Surprise. (laughs) Surprise.